all the sons and daughters of man, billions of individuals, will make a choice between two cups. Choosing the wrong cup ends up very badly 100%. That's 100% of the time. Psalm 75 verse 8 prophetically speaks of the cup of the children of God. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup, and the wine is red. It is full of mixture, and he poureth out the same, but the dregs thereof, all the wicked of the earth, shall wring them out and drink them. This cup is the cup of Christ, and it is full of mixture. In this cup there is sweet and bitter, health and sickness, life and death, riches and poverty, honor and dishonor. But as we employ our childlike faith, the bad times, especially the bad times, are transformed into our best as we see Romans 8.28 fulfilled. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. The apostles are seated with Jesus eating the Passover dinner, which is the Lord's last supper prior to his crucifixion. Jesus speaks of his cup and calls us to drink in Matthew 26, 27, and 28. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. We must drink of Christ's cup, and it is truly full of mixture. And the reward for drinking it all is eternal life in Christ Jesus, the Lord of glory. As it states in Romans 12, 1, we are called to be a living sacrifice. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. The psalmist in chapter 116, verse 13, identifies our cup. I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Those who reject Christ's cup choose Satan's cup. In Satan's cup, even the sweet becomes bitter. If one chooses the carnal cup, Satan's cup, the sweet becomes bitter. Confidence and bravado are replaced with fear and terror, and the end thereof is eternal cognizant damnation in hell, which is soon to be cast into the lake of fire, where there is weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. Choosing Satan's cup ends very badly 100% of the time, with no exceptions. A couple verses follow that depict the carnal cup. Psalms 11, verse 6, Upon the wicked he shall rain snares, fire and brimstone, and in a horrible tempest. This shall be the portion of their cup. Revelation 14, 10, The same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. Have you been born again, born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God? When you become born again, your name is recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life, a book of Holy Ghost birth certificates, and this is the cup of Christ. Now, this is how it ends 100% of the time to those who reject this Christ of glory. Revelation 20, 12 through 15. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. 
and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Take the Lord's cup, and today's sin and shame and your guilt will be washed away by the blood of Christ. Today all of Satan's bondages in your life will be dashed, no matter how impossible it seems. Today you will begin a brand new life that will last forever. Surely at this moment your soul is in your own hand. Follow me in this simple prompt, and everything changes, and this is not an exaggeration. Are you ready? Here we go. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 2, Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. God said, Revelation twenty-two eighteen and 19, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. God said, Psalms chapter 12, verse 6, The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. God said, Proverbs chapter 30, verse 6, Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Man said, all Bible translations are the Word of God. Pick your flavor. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 1003 that will once again certify the supernatural inerrancy of God's Holy Bible. All of these features are archived here in text and streaming audio for your edification and as bait for the fishers of men. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for coming. May God's face shine upon you with light and truth. According to author G. Ripplinger in her 1,200-page book, In Awe of Thy Word, of the existing 5,200 manuscripts of the Greek New Testament, 99% agree with and make up what is known as the majority text, which is the root of the authorized King James Version of the Bible. The remaining 44 Greek manuscripts make up 0.008% of the existing manuscripts and are the root of most of today's modern English translations. Is your copy of the Word of God important to you? There is nothing more important than our copy of the Word of God, and the translations are certainly not all the same. Foundational information from previous God Said, Man Said features will be laid down and new information will be offered for your perusal. In Luke 20, verse 46, Jesus warns us, Beware of the scribes. Today the scribes would be considered modern book publishers. The following excerpts are from the God Said, Man Said feature, 21 Signs of Doomsday, 
Update 28, Word Changing, and 666 are ready for prime time. The word walkers accept no titles. They are not Protestant, Catholic, Orthodox, Baptist, Methodist, or any other denomination. Since the time God gave the word, they have been and continue to be known as sola scriptura, which is a Latin term that means scriptures alone. Moses, the man of God who penned the first five books of the Bible, admonishes in Deuteronomy 4.2, Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish out from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. Sola Scriptura is typified in Acts 17.10 and 11 by the New Testament saints known as the Bereans. Why should these word walkers take such, take such a dogmatic stand on every jot and tittle of the words of the Holy Bible? Consider the following verses. John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Revelation nineteen thirteen, which speaks of Christ, and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Chaste virgins of the faith know no other word. One's love for the word of God reveals one's love for God. This feature will deal directly with Satan's unrelenting drive to deceive the sons of Adam by changing God's words. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, Satan adds one word and a punctuation mark to close the door on an eternal life in paradise where every day was a beautiful postcard sky and open the door of sin and death and destruction. Satan's question to our grandmother Eve was, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Remove Satan's hath, and the question mark in the sentence would accurately read, Yea, God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Nothing should be more important than the believer's copy of the word of God. For the English speaking, that copy is the authorized King James Version. On the grounds of age, manuscripts, and scholarship, it has no equal. The authorized King James Version of the Bible was, translated by the world's greatest scholars, supported by the vast, vast majority of the original Greek handwritten manuscripts, thus the term majority text, supported by the oldest manuscripts, supported by manuscripts discovered in Greece, Constantinople, Asia Minor, Syria, Alexandria, Africa, Gaul, southern Italy, Sicily, England, and Ireland, earning the title Textus Receptus versus the new translations, which are derived from a reading found only in one limited area. Translated from the Textus Receptus, which means received text, and has been the authority among the redeemed for nearly 2,000 years. But Satan is hell-bent on changing the words. G.A. Ripplinger, who has researched and written volumes on Bible translations, has recently added a rebuttal booklet to those challenging the authorized King James Version. One critic in particular is Robert Morey, author and media personality. Morey says only about 50 readings are problematic, and all of them would fit on one page. It must be noted that Satan's entire deception of ease took place in just five verses. Ripplinger writes, 
A full coalition of the Greek editions underlying most modern translations reveals that they differ from the Greek text underlying the KJV in 9,970 of the 140,521 words. This 7% change would cover 45 pages of text, not as Maury claimed one page. Of these differences, nearly 3,600 are omissions. It's a much shorter Greek text. This includes the omission of 20, Nestle's 23rd, and 17, UBS 3rd, whole verses. In another 3,146 places, a completely different Greek word is used, not just a difference in spelling. In addition to the 7% difference in underlying Greek text, new versions use dynamic equivalencies. These are word changes which occur in no Greek or Hebrew text. The NASB uses about 4,000, and the New King James Version uses about 2,000. The NIV uses 6,653. The NIV has 64,098 less words than the King James Version. This omission of of approximately 10% of the Bible reduces a typical 1,700-page Bible by 170 pages, not one page, end of quote. The number one contender for the authorized King James Version's position of correctness is the NIV. Most who are using the NIV have a translation published before 2011 and are fully unaware that things have changed substantially. Their NIV is no longer being published. The new NIV, which was available online for review November 1, 2010, was scheduled for a print release of March 2011, but with no name change. It will still be called the NIV, yet not a 5% of its contents will have changed. That's about 76 pages worth of additional changes. Remember, Satan, Genesis chapter 3, added one word and a question mark and ushered in the lost sin and death. Some will recall that in 2005, the TNIV was published, which some have called the gender-neutral Bible, but with no sales success. They have taken the TNIV and merged its content with the pre-2011 NIV. The following paragraph is from Biblica.com NIV. In addition, particular attention was paid to external feedback in the area of gender language. See what was decided about inclusive language on page 4. As the CBT stated in announcing the planned update, every single gender-related change made from the 1984 NIV to the TNIV was reconsidered. Some were preserved, some were rescinded in favor of the 1984 rendering, and many were rewarded in a third, still different way. End of quote. Proverbs 24:21. My son... Fear thou the Lord and the King, and meddle not with them that are given to change. End of quote. From the God Said, Man Said feature, which Bible updated part two, you'll find the following. Consider some of the word changes in the NIV. These changes will make it clear that a conspiracy against the souls of men is afoot. Westcott and Hort's New Age translation, from which comes the NIV, totally omits entire passages and verses of God's Word. For example, the majority text King James states in Luke 11, 1, 11, 2, excuse me, 
When ye pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. But the same passage in the NIV says, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Note that the in the NIV the Father is no longer in heaven. New Age teaching instructs that God is in creation, Mother Earth, the trees, the rocks, in you and in me. The Hindu people place a red dot on their forehead which denotes the deity within them. This NIV change fits perfectly. Again, in the same passage, the King James says, Thy will be done, as in heaven, so on earth. The NIV omits it entirely. All of Christianity since its inception has prayed to the Father in Jesus' name because of verses such as John 14, 14. The majority text King James Version states, If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. The NIV writes, You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Jesus commands us to pray to the Father and not to him. In John chapter 16, 26 and 27, At that day ye shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you, for the Father himself loveth you, because he hath loved me, and have believed that I came out from God. Do you think making prayer requests incorrectly might have some significance? Believers have secret weapon against the devil that have a phenomenal power to break down his strongest strongholds. Those weapons are fasting and prayer. Isaiah 58, 6, Is not this the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that ye break every yoke? Westcott and Horde have expunged the record of this powerful weapon against the gates of hell. When Jesus was asked by his disciples why they couldn't cast out the evil spirit, he replied to them in Mark 9.29, in the KJV it says, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. However, the NIV states, This kind can come out only by prayer. Note that the secret weapon fasting is conveniently omitted by the NIV in Mark 9.29 and also in Matthew 17.21, Acts 10, verse 30, and 1 Corinthians 7, 5. Does it make sense that Satan would want this weapon to be destroyed? In the majority text, King James, it reads in Acts 17, 22, Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. Westcott and Horse NIV reads, Paul then stood up in the meeting of the Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious. Do you see any difference between the words superstitious and religious? In James 4, 5, the majority text King James records, Do you think that the Scripture saith in vain, The Spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? In the minority text, NIV, we become victimized by God's own design. It reads, Or do you think scriptures say without reason that the spirit he caused to live in us envies intensely? The carnal spirit that dwells in man is a product of man's sin and not God's design. In the NIV, God becomes the reason for man's sin. I think Satan's capstone of all changes is John chapter 3, verse 16. 
In the authorized King James Version, it reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. In the NIV, his only begotten Son is removed and replaced with his one and only Son. First, God has many sons. Luke 3, verse 38, which was the son of Enos, which was the son of Seth, which was the son of Adam, which was the son of God. Genesis 6, 2, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. Job chapter 1, verse 6, now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. The NIV's only cover in the sun issue would be that it capitalized sun, which has escaped nearly all. But the second issue is even more profound, and it's concerning the word begotten. Several years ago, a young brother was seriously considering the translation issue. He suggested what he had heard, that there wasn't really any difference in the translations, and they were all the word of God. To demonstrate this error, I asked him to take his NIV hold it above his head, flip it open randomly, and blindly point to a verse. He followed the instruction, and his finger landed on John 3.16. I explained to him the magnitude of the miracle that had just been performed. What were the colossal odds that not only would he have pointed to a verse sporting a major difference, but by my account, the capstone of Satan's deception? I explained that if Jesus is not the only begotten Son, the plan of salvation is lost. Much more detail on this issue, please refer to the feature, Which Bible Updated, Part 2. Concerning deadly word changes, consider these paragraphs from 21 Signs of Doomsday, Update 28, Word Changing, and 666 are ready for prime time. What does Satan's ploy of changing the words of God have to do with the mark of the beast? The majority text authorized King James Version reads in Revelation 13:16, And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Revelation 13:16 reads in the NIV, It also forced all people great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hands and on their foreheads. On this subject, G.A. Ripplinger writes in the 1,200-page book In All of Thy Word the following. This may be the most damaging twist of Scripture in these perilous days. The NKJV, the TNIV, the NIV, the NASB, the ESV, the HCSB, and generally all new versions allow their readers to take the mark of the beast simply by changing the letter I to O. Applied Digital Solutions has a Veritship ready to market. Their spokesman appeared on the 700 Club to assure Christian viewers that their embedded chip uh, did not fit the new version's description about the mark of the beast because their chip goes in the hand inserted with a large needle device not stamped on the hand. The Associated Press reports, Good or Evil, Applied Digital has consulted theologians and appeared on the religious television program The 700 Club to assure viewers that Chip didn't fit the biblical description of the mark of the beast because it is under the skin hidden from view. 
the King James Bible says in the right hand, in the forehead, not on it. Note, Veritech Acquisition Corp. acquired Veritech's implantable microchip in 2012. The time of the end approaches, and Satan has staked out his positions. He has changed the word. Jesus Christ is the only way of escape. Click on the further with Jesus now if you have yet to be born again. End of quotes. G.A. Ripplinger penned the following in the book, The Language of the King James Bible. There has been a remarkable recent discovery which made front-page news in the Times of London, December 24, 1994. The oldest remains of any New Testament manuscript was discovered using a high-magnification device and the epifluorescent confocal laser scanning technique. The small fragment was dated A.D. 66. Close examination shows that it contains the King James Bible's reading from Matthew 26:22, which states every one of them. It proves wrong the reading in the NIV, NASB, and all new versions, which are based on the critical Greek text, which reads each one or one after the other. The King James Bible and its underlying Greek text, uh, textus receptus have had the correct reading all along. History repeats itself. When the other New Testament papyri were discovered, the Nestle Allen 26th edition was forced to go back to the King James Version readings approximately 500 times. New versions have not yet caught up. Ripplinger cites Harvard University's summary on the King James Version. To summarize the findings demonstrated in this book, I will cite similar conclusions set forth by Harvard University in their 1987 book, The Literary, uh, Literacy Guide to the Bible. The chapter entitled English Translations of the Bible concludes that the modern versions are sorely inferior to the KJV in both theology and style. Some of their comments mirror those made in this book. We have, as a rule, used the King James Version in translations, and our reason for doing so must be obvious. It is the version, a version most readers associate with the literary qualities of the Bible, and it is still arguably the version that best preserves the literary effects of the original languages. As a rule, whenever we encounter a syntactic oddness or aberration in the authorized version, the kind of thing the word archaic is used unthinkably to describe, we ought to assume that it reflects an attempt to reproduce the original's word or phrase order. The authorized version translators have taken care to reproduce the syntactic details, word order, and sentence structure of the original. Its overall effect is still much more Hebraic than English. The Greek, as we would expect, is a fairly exact model of the Renaissance KJV rendering. The authorized version has the kind of transparency which makes it possible for the reader to see the original clearly. It lacks the narrow interpretive bias of modern version and is stronger for it. Through its transparency, the reader of the authorized version not only sees the original but learns how to read it. Patterns of repetition the way one clause is linked to another, the effect of unexpected inversions of word order, the readiness of biblical writers to vary tone and register from the highly formal to the scatological, and the different kinds and uses of imagery are all, like so much else, 
open to any render reader, excuse me, of the Renaissance versions and the best open to them in the authorized version of the NIV, they comment. And the New International Version, here we can see the diminishments consequent upon tinkering with the original syntax. Robert Alter, in showing how vital a part of biblical narrative technique is the repetition of keywords, has warned that most modern English translations go to the opposite extreme, constantly translating the same word with different English equivalents. The repetition of keywords is so prominent in many biblical narratives that one can still follow it fairly well in translation, especially if one uses the King James Version. Tyndale and Calvinist translators of the Geneva Bible took little care to maintain verbal equivalence. After citing 16 large pages of errors in the new versions and demonstrating examples of how the KJV is translated powerfully with verbal dexterity, extraordinary economy, and rhythmic pattering, the author says, All of these examples can be seen to have doctrinal or theological implications. In the modern versions, the loss is measurable not only in terms of aesthetics, but also in terms of meaning. They add that new versions might be more attractive to those who prefer an abstract God. The authorized King James Version emerges from comparison with 20th century versions as more attractive and more accurate. Only scribes questioning will pretend otherwise. The professors at Harvard joined Pilate in saying, I find no fault in this king, Luke chapter 23, verse 4, end quote. When all the arguments fail in defense of the new translations, the fallback position is that the new translations are easier to read. First note, the AKJV is not Old English, it is Modern English. On page 31 of the language of the King James Bible, you'll find this. Modern testing using the Flesh Kincaid Research Company's computerized grade-level indicator verifies that only the KJV Bible progressively builds an understanding from Genesis to Revelation and maintains the easiest reading level. See the following table from the New King James Bible. They measure Genesis 1, Malachi chapter 1, Matthew chapter 1, and Revelation chapter 1. And this is the grade-level average. The KJV, grade-level average to read five years, eight months. The NIV, eight years, four months. The NASB, six years, one month. The TEV, seven years, two months. The New King James Version, six years, nine months. Readability statistics generated from Grammatica and Word for Windows shows why the KJV is 5th grade reading level, while the NKJV and NASB are 6th grade, and the NIV is 8th grade reading level. The KJV averages less syllables per word, less letters per word, less words per sentence. It has a smaller percentage of long words, greater percentage of short words than the NKJV, NIV, NASB, and NRSV. According to... Readability statistics generated by ProScribe. The KJV is easier to read than USA Today, People Magazine, and most children's books. See the chart below. End of quote. 
God said, man said feature. Ancient discovery confirms Masoretic text. Skeptics scramble. Delves into recent headline news concerning the Old Testament. The Old Testament Hebrew Masoretic text is making big news. One should know the skeptics have challenged the reliability of biblical texts, claiming that the original writings have morphed over the years, and what we are reading has been altered, or that the original intent was lost in translation. It is interesting to note that Jesus Christ, the apostles, and disciples never questioned ancient Old Testament writings that had been handed down uh, the oldest of them penned 1,500 years earlier. Keep in mind that the Old Testament portion of the AKJV is the Masoretic text. Concerning the Hebrew Masoretic text, Dr. J. Mormon writes in his book, Forever Settled, These Masoretes took extraordinary pains to transmit without error the Old Testament text. Many complicated safeguards against scribal slips were devised. W. J. Martin states the number of letters in a book was counted and its middle letter was given. Similarly, with the words, and again the middle word of the book was noted. They collected any peculiarities in spelling. They recorded the number of times a particular word or phrase occurred. God working in Jewish scribes to preserve the purity of the text can be summed up in the words of Rabbi Akaba, who died in approximately A.D. 135. The accurate transmission is a fence for the Torah. He also stressed the importance of preserving even the smallest letter. Thus, the promise of Christ in Matthew chapter 5, verse 18 is fulfilled. In the words of the learned professor E.C. Bissell, they ought to be, there ought to be no doubt that in the text which we inherit from the Masoretes and they from the Talmudist, and the same text being transmitted to this period from the time of Ezra under the peculiarly sacred seal of the Jewish canon, we have a correct copy of the original documents and one worthy of all confidence, end of quote. The headline on the September 22, 2016 release of BreakingIsraelNews.com reads, Burned Mystery Scroll Digitally Unraveled Reveals Bible Unchanged for 2,000 Years. On September 21, 2016, the headline of NationalGeographic.com read, Computers Decipher Burnt Scroll Found in Ancient Holy Ark. Two paragraphs follow. Emmanuel Tov, a fellow co-author and biblical scholar, at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem, says that the En Gedi scroll specifically helps by refining the timeline of how the authoritative Hebrew Bible, also known as the Masoretic text, came to be. There are clear signs of continuity of tradition, he says. It can't be coincidental that the synagogue in En Gedi that was burned in the 6th century housed an early scroll whose text was completely identical with medieval text. The same central stream of Judaism that used this Levitical scroll in one of the early centuries of our area was to continue using it until the late Middle Ages when printing was invented, end of quotes. Again, note the Masoretic text is what's in the King James Bible. Regent University's Corne Becker said the latest discovery is yet another score for biblical accuracy through the centuries. 
Every new discovery in biblical archaeology has served to underscore the trustworthiness of the Bible, Becker told me. Science and faith are not enemies, but friends, end of quote. Dr. Henry Morse, founder of the world-renowned Institute for Creation Research, writes, Even many King James Bibles have footnotes referring to what are said to be better manuscripts, which indicate that certain changes should be made in the King James text. But what are these manuscripts, and are they really better? It is significant that almost all of the new versions of the New Testament are based on what is known as the Westcott Hort Greek text, whereas the King James is based largely on what is known as the Textus Receptus. As far as the Hebrew text is concerned, the King James is based on the Masoretic, meaning handed-down text, while the modern versions rely heavily on Kittle's revised Masoretic text. The Masoretic text was compiled from the ancient manuscripts of the Old Testament by the Hebrew scholars dedicated to guarding and standardizing the traditional Hebrew text handed down from the earlier Hebrew scribes who had turned, uh, who in turn meticulously copied the ancient Hebrew manuscripts, scrupulously guarding against error. As far as the Hebrew text developed by Rudolf Kittel is concerned, it is worth noting that Kittel was a German rationalistic higher critic rejecting biblical inerrancy and firmly devoted to evolutionism. The men most responsible for alterations in the New Testament text were B.F. Westcott and F.J.A. Hort, whose Greek New Testament was largely updated by Eberhard Nestle and Kurt Allen. All of these men were evolutionists. Furthermore, Westcott and Hort both denied biblical inerrancy and promoted spiritism and racism. Nestle and Allen, like Kittle, were German theological skeptics. Westcott and Hort were also the most influential members of the English Revision Committee, which produced the English Revised Version of the Bible. The corresponding American Revision Committee, which developed the American Standard Version of 1901, was headed by another liberal evolutionist, Philip Schaff. Most new versions since that time have adopted the same presuppositions as those of the 19th century revisers. Furthermore, the Westcott and Hort text was mainly based on two early Greek manuscripts, the Sinaiticus and Vaticanus text, which were rediscovered and rescued from long and well-deserved obscurity in the 19th century. Dr. Morris concluded with this thought. So one of the serious problems with most modern English translations is that they rely heavily on Hebrew and Greek manuscripts of the Bible developed by liberals rationalist and evolutionist, none of whom believed in the verbal inspiration of the Bible. Is this how God would preserve his word? Would he not more likely have used devout scholars who believed in the absolute inerrancy and authority of the Bible? End of quote. Who is a rock like our rock? Every chapter, verse, every sentence, every word and punctuation mark are a piece of God. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John chapter 1, verse thir uh, 14, excuse me, and the Word was made flesh 
and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Stand and defend. There are numerous features on this site that address translations. Read them and consider. Surely nothing is more important than my copy of and my confidence in the Word of God. It's true. God's Word is true and righteous altogether, a place to build a life that will last forever. God said Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 2, Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. God said, Revelation 22, 18 and 19, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. God said, Psalms 12, verse 6, The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. God said, Proverbs chapter 30, verse 6, Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Man said, All Bible translations are the word of God. Pick your flavor. Now you have the record.